the four cornered room it's your friend here cody clark again here with my pals moxie o'brien what up what up what up what up what up, what up and ian compton hello good people i think it's um really really funny uh every time we play the theme song all three of us are kind of just in our own space jamming out are we picking us up yeah you're good okay good um uh that we're all just kind of jamming in our own little head spaces and it reminds me of an article that i read as a kid by um Matt Brusso from Bury Your Dead, where someone asked him, like, what his favorite thing to listen to, and he said it was his album. And as a kid, I thought that was, like, wicked fucking arrogant, right? But if I had our theme song, like, on my phone, I'd probably listen to it all the time. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's Great job, Cody. Hell yeah, thanks. Yeah, buddy. Uh, I, as I said in the pilot episode, that track is a stone groove. I, I always fear that it's going to get old, but every time I listen to it, I'm going like, No, and honestly, I get a lot still. of positive feedback on the theme song. I, that just warms and just my heart, everyone's think it's enjoying perfect, it. Belushi sweeps in with hitting Nazis, and it's just great. I love still <laughs> how long it took me to realize that the theme song did that. Yeah. <laughs> Mixing's hard sometimes, but you guys know that. And everything is a work in progress. Um, so that was some some happy banter at the beginning because this episode is going to suck real, real hard. Um, you're welcome, everybody. Uh, today, we're going to talk about prisons, specifically Yay! private prisons and uh, prison labor. I w- I, if I had uh, just a track, a kids clapping and cheering right yeah. there, that's... Yeah. Yeah. Yay! Hey, kids. Do you want to learn about prisons? I don't. I don't either, but I, we're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna. I mean, I already... Some of this shit I knew. Um, I, I have been to prison, uh, and we'll talk a little bit about that. Not a lot about that, because it's not stuff I love talking about. Um, but our our prison system fucking sucks. Is And, and that's it, everybody. We're done. No. Yay. Um, <laughs> we did it. We did it, guys. All right, now let's go. Them. Yep, let's um, dismantle them now. So, so uh, it it here's here's why. God damn it! Uh, and as I said, I'm going to be focusing on private prisons and prison labor because I think those are two things that are um, highly exploitative and awful that should be dealt with post haste. And I know that Biden passed that uh, was an executive order that was supposed to discontinue uh, and uh, disallow any future contracts with private prisons. So I'm hoping that does something. We'll see. Hopefully that at least brings an end date to some things that we need to see end. Right. I'd like to see uh, some more information on that as time goes by. Um, But let's let's get into the bullshit, shall we, boys? Okay. Here we go. Through the slop. Okay. So private prisons were, as far as the United States is concerned, basically started after the American Revolution. Uh, San Quentin was kind of the first private prison, quote-unquote, and it was established in 1852. 
after the inmates that were shipped to the island built the prison so they had a place to stay. Uh, so they, they were shipped to this island, told to build the prison, and then jailed in it. And I can't think of... Anything more American. Anything more American or anything that would diminish my capacity to have a work ethic more than realizing like, as soon as I was done building a building, I, I was going to be jailed in it. God damn it. Um, That's like building your own fucking coffin. B- digging your own fucking grave. Yeah, man. And to to be perfectly honest, like uh, I'm gonna discuss some things outside of like the current private prison structure that sort of fed into it. Like uh, for profit prisons were basically born out of convict leasing, uh, which is oh, supremely so fucked bad. up. <laughs> sounds like the worst fucking thing. Like, and because uh, when I think was... of humans, I like to think of leasing. Yes. Yeah, we're a thing that can be leased. Commodified, as yes. As you're well aware. Exactly. Uh, so, convict leasing started in 1868. Uh, and it was originally, it, it, well, it actually started earlier than that as a thing. Like, it started in the 1840s. Probably um, just got a name. Well, it's it. not that it got a name, it's that it was implemented specifically for former slave owners as, like, reparations because they lost their workforce. It's funny uh, how we gave former slave owners all kinds of reparations after we took their slaves away. I don't know why I'm saying we, but... Goddamn fucking... It's know. more of the royal we, because yeah, the, obviously yes, yes. it's the government of the time saw that, oh no, if we don't fucking baby these people that have been abusing a whole subsection of human race, they will yeah. obviously get mad enough to try to shoot us. Well, and that's why we didn't give them guns. Mm. Um, so, uh, like I was saying, it, that the whole practice here was started in 1844, but in 1868 it was implemented as reparations for former slave owners. By 1898, 73% of Alabama's state revenue came from convict leasing. What? Yeah, the dude. Fuck? I mean, 73% of the money the state made ma- was basically made by selling inmates to businesses and lab- like, like this farmers is literally and shit. Two years before the 20th century yeah dude two years okay so we can get down and heavy on that in the fact that convict leasing stayed a thing until like 1940 something (laughs) if i ever okay so all right great great uh, little exercise for people if you ever come across someone uh maybe on the internet that says you know why uh why yeah, no why, one no one why black man is so angry about slavery it happened so long ago and then you can just bring up convict leasing and it happening straight up into our generation buddy convict leasing was a thing until 1941 and we still had chain gangs as recently as 1995 exactly and They're, we are they were trying to bring them back as recently as fucking like two years ago I mean a lot of people will recognize the name Joe Arpaio he was uh, one of the people who really repopularized chain gangs, work camps, and a lot of that archaic treatment for prisoners. Draconian. And as a result, bullshit. I mean, he literally was comfortable with calling what he did concentration camps. And for this, yeah. he got a presidential pardon. Yeah. Um, nothing that I have to say about Joe Arpaio wouldn't be considered illegal by anyone who might be listening to this. So I'm See, going to Texas move on. or Arizona. He's from Arizona. Yeah. He's uh he's out in Arizona. The two states that you hear the most 
uh, when you're talking about poor treatment of inmates and the research that I did that come up over and over and over and over and over again are Arizona and Alabama. Oh, okay. I honestly just... It seems to be how Alabama was making money for a very long time. Its whole existence, almost. uh, Basically enslaving people and making them work for free. Is that where the longest yard's based in is Alabama prison? I feel like it is. I actually don't know the answer to that, but I did enjoy that movie. It it made me have a whole mm. lot of questions as to whether Stone Cold Steve Austin is a racist. Um, yeah, that's oh, weird. We're talking he remake. seemed like he was playing <laughs> playing. Oh, pff, yeah, I didn't. I I don't think I've even seen the original to be honest. Oh, with a uh, mustache man, uh, Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. Yeah. he's in both. I think. Yeah, he's, yeah, oh my he is God, in both. Yeah, he is. <laughs> and Adam Sandler, I think, is the main Correct. character in the remake, and it's one of the few things he's in I can tolerate. Yeah, it's uh, just a. And it's mostly because yeah. there's a lot of wrestlers in it. And right. D12 has a cameo, weirdly enough. Wow. Yeah. New Mexico yeah. State Penitentiary. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, oh, New, New Mexico. Sorry, okay. everybody. No, you're good, buddy. You're good. <laughs> you're lumping the southern um, states all together. The two states that you hear the most often are, are Arizona, and that's literally just because of Joe Arpaio. Like, mm-hmm. basically, a lot of the shit that was really popular at like, the turn of the 19th century, he brought back in the late 90s and early 2000s. Um, and has been fighting to keep as part of the system for a very long time. You could do a whole lot of episodes on the horrible shit Joe Arpaio's done. Google it. I don't even want to fucking talk about it, to be perfectly honest. Um, fuck him. Indeed, fuck him. Uh, and like I said, it was extraordinarily lucrative uh, convict leasing. In some cases, it generated states like 372% profit. Like, because it's free labor. Damn. Like, you, you don't have to pay. Yeah, you don't have overhead. Like, yeah, there's, there's no overhead the costs, and you don't care if anybody works to death. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, there's no need for... Uh, it's, you. This is the problem with, like, being a non-capitalist in a capitalist society who's also a rational person. Like, I can look at this and say, given the restrictions of the society you live in, I understand how this happened and why you did it. I condone none of it. <laughs> Absolutely You are a vile piece of garbage for doing it. But given that we told you to be a venture capitalist and make as much money as possible while assuming as few costs as possible, I understand how you exploited a lot of people and, you know, reaped misery everywhere. Um, So I had you pull this up because I wanted to talk about why we don't have convict leasing anymore. Uh, it will surprise no one to discover that convict leasing wasn't really a problem until they killed a white kid. Yeah. Um, like is. a lot I of mean, other things. Boo. I, I mean, boo. Um, if you, his name was Martin Tabert, and Cody, if you had to describe the way this gentleman looks. A fresh young chap. Soft. A soft young chap. So Martin Tabbert was arrested for vagrancy in uh, what year? Um, Let's see. It looks like December of 1921. Okay, so he was arrested for vagrancy, which I believe was uh, sleeping on a train at the time. Without a ticket. Without a ticket. In Tallahassee, Florida. And uh, saddled with a $25 fine. So Martin's parents... Yeah, that's one week's wages. as, uh, As is the case for so many white kids who find themselves afoul of the law, were able to send him the $25 necessary for the fine plus an additional $25 to get home. $50 in total. The jail Wonderful people. lost that $50. Uh, 
Uh, so his fine never got paid, and he was sold to a laborer in Florida where he was whipped to death. Terrible people. Uh, well, <laughs> those are terrible people, yes. <laughs> Slaves, Derek. <laughs> uh, the slaves aren't terrible people. The slave owners are terrible people. Whipped um, to death. By You said that the measurements for the whip were online, Cody? Yeah. Taller they, than me. That's right. not taller than you. No? You're, you're much taller than five and a half feet. Oh, I thought you said seven feet. No, Four, no. That's seven a and a half pounds. Seven oh, and a half pounds. Okay. You have to think, a f- seven and a half pounds of leather is like the whole side strap of a fucking cow. Yeah, that's 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 beyond excessive. This young man doesn't look more than like 5'8". Yeah, I swear to God he'd be maybe 150 pounds soaking wet. And they had him working on a labor, like like on a, on a lumber a prison company. Labor for a lumber company. How yes. long? Like like when he for how long was he there before yeah. he died? Uh, do you have that there, Cody? Um, well, in January of 1922, so he was there for maybe two months. Okay, he was sentenced and tried in December. Um, he was whipped by his supervisor, <laughs> <laughs> the whipping boss, until he died. <laughs> That's, whipped that's, until dead. Yeah, whipped until dead. So I can only imagine the bruising and the hemorrhaging probably just straight up killed him because of the stress. And what year did that take place? Um, in 1922. Okay, yes. so the last state to outlaw convict leasing wasn't until 1928, actually. And it wasn't formally abolished until 1941 when FDR finally said, I don't know why we're fucking doing this anymore. Um, so that was still a thing until, t- uh, officially on the books, still allowed until 1941. So it's 2021, that's less than 100 years of time has passed since we were just straight up arresting people and then selling them into slavery. There's a strong possibility your grandparents are old enough that they remember this. And Martin's parents, they took it to like court. I don't think so, but oh, I think, dude, I think no. he just it no. Just it was d- honestly covered by a, the New York World newspaper in 1924, and that the newspaper earned a Pulitzer Prize for it. Oh, really? Okay, so it was just the story started making traction. This was the Lindbergh okay. baby of and then time. and then the governor of Florida made the convict leasing in. Uh, he or, or he ended it in 1923 in Florida. So just as Florida. a direct result. So yeah, in yeah. Florida, it was it was bad press. A year after this happened. Yes. Florida well, man sells man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus Ooh. Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I I thought that that could totally happen now. I mean, Actually, I think it has. I mean, I'm sure human. I'm pretty sure I remember a story like that. Let's let's be honest. I'm I sure mean, they're a port state. It's a peninsula. Listen, right. Tampa Bay, Florida. <laughs> God damn it! Fuck uh, this whole thing. Florida convict leasing. We're, we're just trying yeah. really hard to make any of this funny because it super fucking isn't. Thank you for holding on. If uh, you have. So <laughs> private prisons became uh, they sort of boomed in the 980s as a result of the war on drugs, thanks to uh, one our good Ron, friend, one Ronald Ron Reagan. I. Let's not I, even try right. to right. go into that you're right, right now. You're right. I'll burst a fucking blood vessel. Yes. You're right. Okay. There's Ronald Reagan is his own fucking show. <laughs> like, we'll, yes. we're not even going to touch that I cesspool. Even, I don't really even want to do an episode about him, to be perfectly honest. We uh, have another podcast that we, will hopefully take care of that for us. There's that, and you can listen to uh, Behind the Bastards did like a two- or three-part series on him and Nancy. Was he even a good actor? No, he was a Christ bad actor. No. He was a fucking horrible he actor. He was a Trump-level actor. 
He was a yeah. showbiz you fucking trumpet actor. <laughs> he had a uh, Sony I mean, he television was, he was show a member of SAG he until is. last it's month. Sag. Oh, he is. Yes. He is. He, is. he was a, yeah. a very was terrible a member one. of SAG after a. Let that sink in. By or the a very way, good one. Donald J. Trump was a member of a union <laughs> until last month. Good Lord Almighty. I, okay. <laughs> So, again, as I said... Again, we, quit, we can't go into it. <laughs> no, I don't even want to. I Look really at the don't. chaos it already caused. <laughs> 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 we dipped one toe. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, we're going to have to do an episode about, like, balloons or something after this is a palate <laughs> cleanser. Like... I don't want to get known as the podcast where those three guys get stoned and bum everybody out <laughs> for an hour. I'm fine with that. I'll take that on. I love to I talk mean, about balloons I'm for 30 minutes. I'm already the person who does that, so I guess it's fine. <laughs> I don't know anything about balloons, and there's probably a racist history somewhere to mine in there. And there so. it goes. There we are. We try to talk about balloons. <laughs> anyway, uh, so what, the two major corporations involved in private prisons, although there are tons of these, uh, would be GEO Group and the Corrections Corporation of America, which is now known as Core Civic. Uh, they uh, Core Civic assumed the entire state contract with Tennessee, I think, in 2018 uh, for 500% profit. And GEO is invested in, uh, I think, Wells Fargo has $100 million invested in them. And Jesus they Christ. operate, dude. I'm going to give you a list later of companies that are invested in or involved in private prisons and prison labor. And it's kind of just like everywhere you spend money, to be perfectly honest. No, yeah, you're right. Uh, but GEO Group operates 57 facilities. They own 100 properties, as well as the largest private prison in the world, Reeves County Detention Complex. Uh, the biggest private prison investors are banks, like Fidelity in particular. Uh, but U.S. Steel, General Electric, and Columbia University have all invested. Columbia was actually forced to divest in 2015 when the student body found out they were investing in private prisons. So, like, the people who were giving them money didn't realize that's where the money was going. Yeah. Until three, four years ago. Or no, I guess 2015 was six years ago? Yeah, no. Jesus Christ, time flies. Yeah. Uh, so in 2017, CCA, uh, that's the Corrections Corporation of America, CoreCivic, and GEO, I hate the corporate acronym bullshit so much, but uh, yeah. they, the two companies made a combined profit of $4 billion, and their number one contractor was ICE, who arrested... Uh, uh, 110,568 people in EROs, those are uh, enforcement and removal operations that year. So the year that ICE took out a contract with these two companies, they arrested 110,000 people. And they lost so many. Well, so I mean, this isn't people. even, I'm not even talking about the kids, dude. That's just people that they've That's arrested just... and detained at... Like that's just for people listening to like get get a grip on the numbers like you know the numbers uh, dude that's just 2017 by 2020 ICE had spent three billion dollars in taxpayer money to fund the detention of 170 thousand people. So to put that into perspective, further before the ICE contract, like 2001 2002, there were less than 20 thousand immigrants in detention centers. After the ICE contract with these companies, 170,000 people. So it ballooned 
to the tune of 150,000 people after taking out government contracts for private British prisons for immigrants. There's it's uh, the, gotta, the correlation between right someone is making money off of this and we're putting a lot of people in prison is so blatantly fucking apparent as to be staggering. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it, it, it's it's not even they're not even trying to hide it, man. No, it's it's it's, it's honestly nauseating. So, Ugh. and of course, there's tons of other organizations, but by industry standards, you could say that CCA and GEO constitute a monopoly. And they used their money to found ALEC, the American Legislative Exchange Council. Remember we talked about when we did the NRA episode, their lobbying arm had a name you'd never know had anything to do with gun lobby. Yeah. The prison lobby, has the name is the American Legislative Exchange Council. Good. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, how, that's how they do it, you know. They And as a lobbying firm... They can consult with government offices on tough crime legislation. So this is a feedback loop, basically, that allows organizations like CCA and GEO to use money that they make from government contracts to lobby the government for broader crime legislation, creating more criminals, facilitating the need for more prisons and more government contracts. So they take money from the government who gets their money from you and use it to build prisons and then use that money to lobby the government to create more laws that create more criminals. And I said this, I don't know how many fucking times during the episode we did with Abe, uh, I don't understand how this is legal. It sounds like, I, well, it, it sounds like the, the bubble shit from that episode. It sounds like a con. Yeah, a con. like on a its face, it sounds like a con. Uh, yeah, and of I, course, oh, go ahead, Cody. I'm no, sorry. no, no, you're right. It's a con that the American government is buying into because they're getting the kickbacks from. And it. to your point, we have things like the cash for the kids for cash scandal, which if you're from that Pennsylvania, fucking, oh, you're familiar with because that was like what Wilkesbury, right? I think so. I'll get that up. Uh, but that happened. What if here. you're from Pennsylvania and you're not familiar with that? Well, I have some. I have some. Uh, we're going to talk about it a bit, Ian. Okay, um, thank you. So that was uh, particularly two judges, uh, Michael Conahan and Mark Ciavarella, and basically they received kickbacks from private prisons for profit for sentencing yeah. kids to private prisons to the tune of like thousands, thousands of kids, of kids sent to extended over a stays. period of several years. Age range. Like ch- children, teenagers, like the God kind of God. kids that go to kid detention centers, yeah, man. Like, like under 18. Good Lord, going to yeah. prisons. Going to private prisons. Oh, private yes. private prisons yes. for the purposes of ballooning occupancy to facilitate the need for more money for private prisons. So they were being paid out front by private prisons to send people to private prisons. And not just people, kids. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure there was... Not all of them had to have been uh, I'm sure most either. of them weren't because most things people go to prison for shouldn't be crimes in the first place. Uh, we yeah, let there be a TV <laughs> show called Scared Straight. Oh, fuck the audacity. that show. Fuck the audacity. Fuck them. Fuck the f- stupid-ass fucking Pennsylvania Judicial Court. Fuck, fuck all the of prison it. industrial complex. Fuck anybody who wears a badge or bangs a gavel. Yeah, fuck Go fuck a. yourself. Anyway. And that's the explicit uh, the, tag on the fucking podcast. Seriously. 
Now, I will say there is a, a little uh, ray of light in both of these cases. Conahan was sentenced to 17 years in prison for uh, to, in prison for racketeering, and Ciavarello was sentenced to 28 years. Now, as a person who doesn't think anybody should go to prison, I have mixed feelings about that. Personally, I think they should just have been shot. I, I think that you could skip the judicial process and paying a whole lot of money, and people who sell people into slavery should be shot. I... I yeah, controversial I, opinion, maybe, but uh, they were selling kids to prisons for money. Well, it's one yep. of those those gray area subjects of like sometimes you do some shit that yeah, you, I don't know that you I, can't come back from. I I I don't know that I want my tax dollars paying for your meals at that point. You know, like because the the burden of the financial strain of keeping people in prison does fall back on people like us. Yeah, the actual so, working class. So, you know, bear that in mind. Your mm-hmm. tax dollars fund all of this shit. So, I'm glad that they were punished. I'm glad that they're no longer in the position they're in. I still hate prisons and don't think anybody should go to them. Some things shouldn't be illegal and some people should just get put down. Uh that's my personal opinion. <laughs> no one has to Agree with it. The the uh, gravity that um, financial crimes are not viewed as uh, damaging as actual physical. If like, the punishment murders. for your crime is a fine, then it's not a crime. It's that's that's extortion. Yes. I want to get mean, a little exactly. jingly tag like after you have a hot take like that, be like, and that's what Moxie thinks. <laughs> <laughs> That will soften the Actually, blow for a lot of us. We should just bumper that shit and have Cody press the and have button. Like, have like a little like You know it'll be done after this episode. Ding. That's that's fucking I cut print it. I'm into it. <laughs> See, I'm I'm glad that's why I'm glad you're here for episodes like this. Or it well, would just be me and Cody getting angrier and angrier, screaming into the microphone and oh, redlining yeah, 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 everything. You had me with the children. I, I had to take a moment. And... Yeah, man. It's and like that's the thing is we we think about private prisons and we think about the bullshit you see on TV. You know what I mean? That it's mm-hmm. uh, hardened ex-cons and murderers and rapists and stuff. And like, sure, those people go to prison, but that's not. All that it is, it's people who are there for traffic offenses and drug crimes and truancy in some cases, if you were from example, like where Kamala Harris was in California. Like there's there's a lot of things that shouldn't be crimes that still land you in prison. And private prisons are, I think, what, 9% of the prison population? Uh, Oh, I did see a graph. Yeah, uh, but I think you're right. I think it's like 9%, and that doesn't sound like a lot, but when you take into consideration that we have more imprisoned persons than like any other country on the planet. It would be in the millions, probably. Because we love that shit. Probably the tens of millions, I would think, buddy. Yeah, pretty close. If I were being completely honest. Um, And to that point, actually, uh, a lot of the, the supposed benefits of private prisons are not, in fact, benefits at all. Like, the projection was that they were supposed to be 20% more uh, cost-effective than regular prisons. They're only 1% more cost-effective. The general consensus seems to be that they're not any better than public prisons. Yeah, it looks like your math's off there a bit. Yeah, they're, they're, they're chronically understaffed. They're, in some cases, more expensive to maintain. And you get these fucking mill situations where we're bumping up recidivism rates and conviction rates because you have to justify the money you spent on some of these things. Like, I was reading about a town uh, in Torrance County. I think that's in New Mexico, but don't quote me on that. So, for example, 
the town of Torrance has 1,500 people living in it. The Torrance County Detention Center has 11,000 people in it. So there's like 10 times as many people in the prison as there are in the town the prison is in. That's... Dang, dang near close, yeah. That's insane to me. Uh, And it's... The fucking thing is, is you can't... The the fundamental problem with private prisons is you can't incentivize this and call it justice. I mean, not to say that the the concept of imprisoning people for quote-unquote crimes was ever justice necessarily, but once you incentivize it, how you assume that it's going to be maintained at an ethical level is beyond me. I mean, if you're going to make money for convictions, then what you want is criminals. How do you right. look at it as a judicial system or a, uh, what's the word that they love to use, uh, rehabilitation program it's no way if that. you make money from having criminals? Yeah, it's just like cops having to meet their bottom line like by quotas. Quotas, yeah, yeah. exactly. What, what are you helping? Stops. What are you helping? They're funding city and state programs by taking your money for... Minor infractions that really didn't endanger anybody. As I said, most things shouldn't be illegal. Yeah, got and a, cops shouldn't be people. Laurel got a speeding ticket one Bingo. time, and it was like damn over, damn near over two hundred dollars. It yep. was insane for like going ten miles over. It was insane. And I do, I do want to shout out the uh, the Bureau out, of Justice Assistance uh, <laughs> because that's where I got a good bit of this information from uh, in regards to uh, private prisons versus public prisons and how. They're basically not any better, <laughs> and uh, that that I sort of this is where I want to take a, a brief moment to discuss some of my prison experience. Like I said, I don't want to go into a lot of detail, but uh, I did eighteen months, uh, a month of which was in solitary confinement for drug related offenses. the the um, The solitary was because I got into a fight. That's a completely separate story, but. Um, some of the things that I learned, like, I, you'll hear me say, and if you know me personally, you've heard me say a lot, that, like, the criminal justice system is just an extortion racket. Uh, y- you don't understand how transparent that is until you're in the criminal justice system. As a, for example, like, you're given a package of things whenever you get there, like uh, shower shoes, paper, pencil, toothpaste, toothbrush, etc. You are required to have those things. They cost you $23. I'll repeat that. You're required to have them. They cost you $23. So they just rack you up a debt score. Well, we could talk about how work release is basically, they take an automatic, I think it's 30% of your check for letting you have a job, limit how much of you can spend on commissary and things of that nature at any given time, and then they keep a percentage of it whenever you get out for allowing you to have it. So even like that sort of a work release thing, or we could talk about the phones, PTI, prison telecommunications. In my personal experience, if a person wanted to be able to contact me, they had to pay a private company $45 via credit card and then load minutes onto it, like that collect shit back in the day. Like, it's, it's, it's a fucking racket, and it's just one after another of ways that private businesses benefit from stealing money from financially destitute people for things that should not have been illegal in the first place. 
I it's it's uh, it's almost like money causes exploitation too. Yeah, know? it's it's kind of like the, the 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 greed thing does like something weird to your brain. I, like as we're talking about this, I'm like thinking like, has there ever been a time period where there hasn't been slaves? I think before we had industry, there probably yeah. were slaves. Nomadic. Like, like, even maybe even the tribes, nomadic, yeah. Mo- yeah, maybe even then. There was always you know, that one person they picked on. Uh, certain things are yeah. just inherent in whenever societies get too big. We're terrible. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, but let's try to not be terrible. <laughs> we should. Um, <laughs> That's so right, Ian. Thanks. In, Sorry, in t- bring us no, back. no, buddy, you're good. You're good. You're good. It's nice to have someone be the cynic that isn't me for a change. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in total, uh, four thousand companies utilize prison labor. Uh, and every state but Alaska has a state-governed prison industries initiative, which means that there are certain industries uh, that straight up just like utilize prison labor dictated by the state. So the state, in these cases, the state works as a temp agency where they basically hire out your services to companies for things like telecommunication services. Like One thing that I've discovered is that a lot of the people that you're being rude to whenever you get phone solicitations are fucking prison inmates who are being <laughs> forced to do that job for like no money through a private prison program uh, for uh, cheap labor. So there's there's that. God damn it, um, that is the most just like uh, the awful most awful work I can imagine just Oh is it? Cuz deteriorating. I've got, I've got more. <laughs> in Let's Mississippi, mentally, not physically. In Mississippi, they run what they call a restitution program, wherein people work off debts to the state by using the state to, like, they work off debts in like labor programs. Of course, yeah. So, so it's just slavery again. Yeah, it's it's crazy how we never really got rid of that. <laughs> yes, if you're here in the podcast, you know that um, slavery never went away. And um, I I just wanted to put together a list as well of some companies that you might utilize that utilize prison labor in case you're the kind of person who doesn't want your money to go to those sorts of things. Uh, So just a brief list. As I said, there's over 4,000. McDonald's and Wendy's both use prison labor to process the beef for their hamburger patties. Walmart uses prison labor for manufacturing purposes. Basically, whenever they buy out shit from other companies, they use inmates to scrape off the old barcodes so they can resell them. Uh, Starbucks uses a subcontractor uh, called Signature Packaging Solutions, uh, which uses inmates in Washington State for packaging holiday coffee cups, although as of 2020, they claim they're not doing that anymore. Um, It wouldn't be the first time Starbucks realized people wouldn't like finding out that they did something horrible and then backwalked it. So I don't know whether they're still doing it or not. Uh, Sprint and Verizon both use inmates for call centers and telecommunication services. Fidelity both funds, uh, it actually funds ALEC with held assets from its clients. So if you invest in Fidelity, they take a percentage of the money you give them to fund a prison lobby. Sorry, Just, not sorry, but fuck the name ALEC. I mean, I'm good with that. Okay, I mean, well, ALEC Baldwin's yeah. kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. I mean... I, I hate admitting Co- that. How you, how you say QQ? I'm sorry, I'm done. 
What? His, his wife. That whole oh, thing. Oh, uh, Hilaria. Pretending yeah. to be. And she, well, she's, she has a quote on a daytime TV show. How you say in America, a cucumber? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh Jesus God. Christ. Oh okay, God. we're moving on. All right. Yeah, I'm good on that. Uh, so, uh, uh, in addition to that, uh, Nike, Honda, IBM, Target, Whole Foods, Aramark, Microsoft, and a whole host of other companies also utilize prison labor. And the average prison wage is between $0.40 cents and $2 a day, but it can be as low as $0.23. Cents. So, these companies making these products that a lot of us are using are paying absolute dog shit. I mean, as another frame of reference... Was it last year or the year before where you found out that a lot of the people fighting the wildfires in California were inmates? Getting paid like a dollar a day? I've I've known that since... And because California won't hire firemen with records, those people who were being forced to be firemen couldn't get jobs being firemen when they got out of prison. Until like this year now. Oh, they just changed it. Yeah, that's the thing. Okay, I didn't know that. There was a cyclical thing in like 2014, 2015. We were having fires in fucking California. And I remember it was prison labor that was taking care of it. And people were saying, why is it just prison labor taking care of it? And then it just disappeared again. Yeah, because the risk became apparent. And it's shooting your yourself in the foot like not hiring those people back like they're professional like they, they've done the job and and then you're only going to create yes. more crime because you're going to disenfranchise these people and have them well and a lot of people don't realize how difficult it is to be an ex-con trying to get a job either um i i did see a few years ago i think maybe like 2016 or 17 there was a really good program in italy going on where okay. um they were um they built like a gourmet restaurant in the jail and hired a chef. And one of their work programs was like you could go learn how to cook. Like you could. They went good fellows. Apprentice. In the jail. You could. Well, it, no, they, it the was to health? the general public. Like yeah. it was a restaurant open to the general public. Yes. So it was like a restaurant, restaurant. Yes. But it taught them how to cook. Yeah, that's a. That, so that's whenever great. you get out of jail, you have a, a marketable skill. It's exactly. Just like Which letting is dudes like, get everywhere. barber licenses and shit. Like mm. they used to try to mm. like, if you actually wanted people to reform and rehabilitate, you would be in favor of teaching them skills, because mm-hmm. what you learn when you study like sociology and human uh, like history and shit is that like crime is not like a bad guy in a black hat. It's usually circumstantial, situational, and related to poverty more than anything most of the time. People don't steal food because they're shitty people. You know, they steal food because they're hungry and cannot afford that food. Exactly. That shouldn't be a crime. Um, and it definitely isn't something that you should go to prison for. I mean, we had uh, situations all over the country in the past few years related to like uh, people being held at extraordinarily high bonds pre-trial. Where in some cases, people sit awaiting trial four, five, six, twenty fucking years because they can't afford the bond to get out and can't afford it. You know, it's it's a circle that keeps, you know, it's so blatantly intentional uh, to uh, penalize the poor. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's it's that meme of, you know, laws only exist, you know. Rich, you can pay for the, exactly. the fines and shit. A lot of the things that are illegal for you are not illegal for the financial elites. It's that simple. Bingo. Um, and it's <sighs> tragic and super fucking depressing. <laughs> and, and um, it, it's if you could just make people understand that that they um can't pay their way out of the sh- shit like everyone else in the one percent can. 
it would really re- reunite much, the like working party. How much time did the full house lady get for buying her kids way into college oh, again? Months, I thought. Like yep. two or three months. How much time did Paris yep. Hilton do for? Like, didn't she almost kill someone in a car accident? Oh <laughs> like, yeah, that's right. It's, it's I, just I, again, uh, yeah. It's it's all about the money you got. It's all you can get away with murder, literally. And as I said, it's um, it remains to be seen what what happens moving forward now that Biden's kind of uh, discontinued contracts for this shit. Uh, I I remain skeptical because anything that makes the kind of money that it seems like private prisons makes make people doesn't seem like something that the United States government or United States economy would be willing to divest in that yeah. quickly. I don't know. Now, I mean, like I said, there's only eight or nine percent of the prison population in private prisons, so I guess you could just nationalize them. I mean, or we could just get rid of the prison industrial complex. Fuck. For some reason, nationalizing um, them sounds like making a gulag. Fair. Like, I mean, if if we've proven anything, is that no one should be imprisoning. No, we really, really just anyone. need to get rid of prisons in general. I mean, I don't have again. Uh, email us. Yeah, like at the four corner room. Some great suggestions. I feel like this is a topic I wouldn't mind coming back to whenever I'm yeah. not rehabilitation. Ready to jump off a bridge because of it. I would like to have a conversation about healthy alternatives to the prison system. Holy fuck! Because yeah. this shit doesn't fucking work. No, we got people that um, uh, apparently can protest and get organic food, and then we have people dying because they won't get water. I've been arrested five times. I spent almost two years in prison, and I didn't storm the United States Capitol with a gun. Well, that's that's all I'm gonna say. Let's I, just say you're more patient than others. That's that's the truth. It's really it's and honestly it's you wouldn't believe a lot of people's how luck. I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Callback. <laughs> Fuck yeah. But um, I that's 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 all I got really. I I don't want to dwell too long on this subject because this it one hurts. It depresses the living shit out of me, man. I yeah, this one was a painful uh, little <sighs> band aid we ripped off here, but I think it was good for for the, the stuff that we're gonna go into. It gets people's brains turning about what can we change. Well, and the the one thing like you touched on child separations and like that's a really heavy. Uh, it's because. Say we abolish all of this shit now, I don't know where all those people go. I mean, that's the the problem I mean, with yeah. poor record keeping and the way that whole thing was done is that I guarantee you there's just lots of kids and no one has any idea where they're supposed to go. They'll that's just balloon the foster care and adoption systems, I have one easy, which are already super fucking... I have one easy solution to this. It literally just popped into my mind. Um, we start registry with all the parents. We get a genealogy test for them. And then we start matching them to the kids that match their genealogy. Well, but what do we do about the people who've like? Because there are cases where we've already sent the parents back to their home countries, and the kids are still here. That is right. You know what the I mean? Like that's thing like there's like, situations where there's people from Guatemala, from Honduras, and places like that where they cross the border with their kids. Their kids are still here, and they've been sent back home already. Again, I was hoping we would come you know, back to this. Okay. When you were bringing up ICE. Yeah. Fuck ICE. I once worked for a, a woman who retired from ICE, like moved from Arizona back up to PA. Oh, yeah? And one of the first things that she said to me, if it, for anyone who has any We're disillusions about the, uh, ICE. We're landscaping, so. Okay. She, she looks at me and goes, you hire foreigners. <laughs> fuck ICE. Fuck the people who work for ICE. Fuck that fuck fake you. hippie. You know, there's if an ICE 
There's an ICE office in Pittsburgh right next to the FBI building if you're ever looking for something to protest at. Yeah. Uh you could it's right by um it's what's what's uh, the south side the street that's what's that street called? East Carson. Thank you. Yeah, it's right off of East Carson Street by the bridge. Uh like tucked oh, down Iron in the corner. There's bridge or yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's the ICE Center is like right there. Damn. So Pittsburgh actually has one of those. I worked for um you know, it's funny you brought up hiring hiring people who weren't born here. So I worked for Marriott for a few months. Marriott's a a great cor- a great example of corporate uh awfulness packaged up. Uh and I was to put not too fine a point on it, one of the only people who worked in the back area that spoke English. We had people from Egypt, we had people wow. from uh south central south and central america we had people from russia we had all kinds of immigrants working in this place right and right there on all of the walls in the break room and in the brochure that you get when you get hired lets you know that marriott maintains a healthy relationship with ice and dhs so when you think about things like, for example, they're chronically understaffed because they have people who work in more than one department. So you come in to, for example, clean the restrooms and they schedule you for an eight hour shift. What they do is have you do something that takes two hours and then put you on something else. So they don't have to hire people who like fold their laundry because they get their janitors to do it because the janitors are doing something that doesn't take a full eight hour shift. So you can have people for like nine dollars an hour do the work of five people, and you imply that if a problem arises, you have the phone number for DHS right there in the fucking office. So what I think the point I'm trying to make is, as long as we have this like problem with uh, immigration that we have, this loophole, you allow people and businesses to take advantage of people who are here quote unquote illegally no human being is illegal that's bullshit but that's you know exactly the point right. that i'm trying to make that's uh, again the illeg- illegality of it's just, just human life is just another easily exploitable class of labor it's just an easy way of saying we can make you a slave when we want to it's that is the only thing the united states has ever known how to do this country has never been financially successful in any way, shape, or form without easily exploitable, cheap, or free labor. Greatest country in the world, my fucking ass. <laughs> and on that beautiful cherry, we're going to just take a fucking breather. Yeah, I think and, I need uh, a drink, buddy. I think uh, Mox is, is turning a whole new shade of just like anger. It's. I didn't know I could glow. Yeah, literally. I, I, I like you're, you're turning into the Hulk over there, bud. I'm sorry. I it's it's not my fault. You're kind of flexing on me, and I'm, I'm little, not trying. I'm it's a just scared. It's just it's it's I the know, shirt. It's not. I'm not flexing. It's your, just the your shirt. biceps look great. Uh, thank you're working you. Working out? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, well, I'm doing a little bit. Yeah, you look you know. great, buddy. I'm getting trying to get svelte. Hell yeah, no, it's hell almost yeah. swimsuit season. It's, it's February. <laughs> <laughs> It's also not like anybody's ever going to go to the beach again. By the yeah, time we yeah. get the plague under control, the beaches will be radioactive. Yeah, <laughs> well, we'll also be frozen for some reason. The equator is apparently nineteen degrees right now, or whatever. What? No, I mean you know Austin, Texas. We were. Talking oh yeah, about yeah, that. yeah. Okay, that's yeah. I, you that's scared me for a second. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, if you're telling me that like it's snowing in Ecuador, then I think we can just all go home. <laughs> I'll be dead by the end of the week. <laughs> yeah. So thanks for tuning in, because we'll all be dead by the end of the week. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I 
Uh, just one one last. Uh, I uh, love you all, and I'm very sorry that I hurt you with my negativity. Yeah, go drink a glass of water and uh, try to you know walk the stress off of this episode. Yeah, take a walk. Yeah. Smoke a fair trade, ethically sourced organic cigarette or something. Yeah, or whatever that means. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's a real thing, actually. But, yeah. You know, y- you can pretend American spirits are good for you. That's what I right. do. That's all you got to do is pretend. I, I smoked Newports for like 16, 17 years, and then one day I said, these look like I can make myself think they're better for me. <laughs> that's where I'm at now. <laughs> all mental game, baby. It's 100%. It. And it's okay, because I know I'm playing the mental game. What did Mike Shinoda say? You know, you know the rap I'm about to reference, right? See, oh. all I could think of is the the lines from Nobody's Listening. Oh fuck! Heart full of pain, head full of whatever the fuck. I don't know. It's the same cadence. Something uh, about yeah, because he only has one. Eighty percent luck. Ten uh, percent. You know, I'm done. That's fine. Something about Gundams. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> 100%. Oh, I'm glad maybe. we could end it on a happier note. <laughs> I'm gonna, you I'm guys gonna go, remember Gundam Wing, I'm man? I'm totally going to start watching Gundam now because of that. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck Mobile everything that's wrong. Fuck the prison industrial complex. Fuck watch Mobile ice. Suit Gundam. Yeah. We out. We Fuck out. this.